the believer's authority. Holy Ghost, help me tonight. Because without you, I can't do nothing. The believer's authority by the Holy Spirit given to you to be able to walk in the believer's authority. Everything you do in the Bible comes by faith. Everything. You don't get anything unless you operate by faith. Amen? You get healed by faith. You get delivered by faith. You get saved by faith. Everything you get, you get by faith. Uh, you give by faith. You give your tithe by faith. Everything comes by faith. Uh, to walk in the believer's authority, you're going to have to operate by faith. But you're going to need the revelation because you, your intellect may give you a little, little uh, the reasoning part of you. Your reasoning is in your intellect. And your reasoning will, will, will try to talk you out of this. But you've got to understand through this series that that when God created Adam on the earth, He gave him dominion. Amen. Can we all agree on that? He gave him dominion. God created everything. It was rightfully God's, but God gave him dominion, gave him authority to rule and reign over the affairs of everything on the earth. Everything. In that garden, Adam had dominion. He had to say so. He was in charge. God took his hands off of it. He gave it to Adam. Come on, y'all see this. Yeah. So, Adam uh, had, had the dominion. He was ruling and reigning there. That's what God wanted him to do. But we know he fell. He fell into sin. When he fell into sin, the, uh, the authority, the dominion that Adam had over the earth, he lost it. He lost it. He lost that spiritual authority. That's why the Bible says in 2 Corinthians ch chapter 4 and verse 4. Y'all know what that says? 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 4. It says, read it something. It says that the God of this world has blinded the minds of those that believe not. The God of this world. That word God in that sentence is not capital G. No. It's translated little g. Mm -hmm. But it's talking about the devil. God of this world. He's blinded the minds of those that believe not. When people yes. believe not, it's because they can't see. They can't see what you have seen. They haven't seen the truth. They have re refused to see to look into the truth. To accept the truth. And the Bible says behind that is a spiritual force. The God of this world has blinded those that believe not. Listen, the day that I got saved, February the 8th, 1992. The night I got saved, no joke. It was like blinders came off of me. And I, when they came off, it was like, I said to myself, well... What have, I been, what have I been doing all my life? I've wasted 27 years of my life. I've been thinking I was living, but I wasn't really living. I was just existing. And if I'd have died, I'd have went to hell because of the life that I was living. But I was blinded by evil forces. I was blinded by the God of this world. But when I believed, the blinders came off. And I began to see things that I hadn't seen before. How silly I had been acting. 
You got it. The, the, when the blinders come off, you'll see how stupid you really was. How, how crazy it was for you to act like that. After you start walking with Jesus for a while and you, and you all that behind you, 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 you look at that and you're like, I can't believe I did that. Why did I do that? That don't even make no sense. Well, you was blinded. And, and, and here's another thing. There's, there's many scriptures that are back up that the, that the authority, Adam lost, went to the devil. Uh, 2 Corinthians 4, 4 is one of them. But when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, when Satan came to him, one of the temptations was, he said, if you will bow down and worship me, he said, I'll give you all the kingdoms of this world. And Jesus didn't say, that don't tempt me because you don't have it anyhow. No, Jesus knew he had it. It was a real temptation. It was true. Yeah. The devil had the kingdoms of this world because he's the God of this world. That's why this world is a wreck. Anybody that says God's in control of this world don't really understand who's really... The devil has it right now. But guess what? He won't have it forever. He's going to be thrown into the lake of fire and brimstone forever and ever. His rule and reign is coming to an end. But here's another good, good news. When Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead, hallelujah, and the church was, was birthed, Jesus Christ transferred the anointing that he had uh, on the earth. We know he kicked the devil's tail when he was on this earth. Hallelujah. When he seen somebody sick, he healed them. Who's behind the sickness? It ain't God. Don't be blaming no sickness on God. God ain't the author of sickness. God is the author of life. He come to give life. Jesus said the devil come to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come to give you Life. That word life in that in that in that word is a Greek word Zoe. Z-O-E. And it means the God kind of life. Jesus said, I come to give you the God kind of life. The God kind of life is operating right here. The believer's authority. Wow. Man, we're gonna get it. So when Jesus was tempted and, and he said, I'll give you the kingdoms of this world if you'll bow down and worship me. Jesus said, no. I will never bow down and worship you. So, but that was a real temptation because the devil actually had it to give. So, uh, you, but you got to have a revelation. Keep praying that, that prayer in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18. Lord, may you give unto me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, and may the eyes of my understanding be opened. Even though you're saved, there's spiritual things in the Bible that you still haven't seen yet. That's why you need spiritual understanding. Amen? You know, there's a lot of things taught in church, and some people receive some of them, and some people don't. Some people receive, uh, I, I walk in the believer's authority, and some people really struggle with it. You just need that revelation. And the revelation is in the Word. The revelation comes by the Holy Spirit. But don't let your reasoning talk you out of, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. John 14, 12, one of my favorite scriptures. Jesus said, 
if you believe in me, you will do the same works that I do. And even greater works than these shall you do because I'm going to the Father. When he said, I'm going away, but I'm going to send you a helper, the Holy Spirit. He's going to be the one that's going to live in you and anoint you to do what I was doing. John 14, 12. To walk in John 14, 12, you're going to need to know the believer's authority. Because that's what Jesus walked in. He walked in authority. Mark chapter 1, verse 27 said, When Jesus was teaching in the synagogue, they were astonished at his teaching because he walked in authority. They were amazed at the authority that he had because he just cast out a demon in church, in a synagogue. He just cast it out. And they said, look at the authority that this man had. They were astonished. They were caught off guard. They said, the Pharisee, the Sadducee, they ain't walking in this. And here comes this man. Demon cries out. He takes authority over it, tells it to be quiet, to make, commands it to come out. I said he commands it to come out. What do you got to do when you take authority? You got to command. command. You don't ask the devil politely to please leave the service. <laughs> I know Christians that say, Ooh, I don't want to upset the devil. I ain't going to say that. I don't want to upset the devil now. Because he's listening to me. And if I say something, you know, I, he, I might have to pass a test this week. He might come to persecute me if I say it. They're scared to even talk because they're afraid of the devil. Christians ain't got no business being afraid of the devil. Amen. That's right. We shouldn't be running from the enemy. He should be running from us. Amen. When you go to Ephesians chapter 6 and you look at the full armor of God, it's only the front side. That means when you're approaching the enemy, you've got to be like David fighting Goliath. He ran toward the enemy. He guarded. The armor guards the front. If you turn around like this and you start running from the enemy, he's going to flood all them darts in your back. All them fiery darts. But if you got, if you turn around, you got the shield of faith that can quench all the fiery darts if you face the enemy. But if you're running, you're in trouble. Christian ain't got no business running. So, uh, breaking the power of the devil. So we got the authority. Now in John chapter 14, the book talks about when you ask anything in my name, I will do it. That word ask in the Greek actually means something probably we ain't seen before. This is revelation. Something you ain't seen before. We've been asking and asking and asking. That word John in John 14 verse 13 when Jesus said you ain't... Uh, Anything you ask in my name, I will do it. That word ask in Greek, if you look it up, actually means demand. It means demand. And you're not demanding anything from God. Me and Vince talked about this before church. You're not demanding God do something. You're not demanding God do anything. You ain't pushing God around. No. It's just 
uh, you have authority that's been given to you by God in Christ. In the name of Jesus, he said. He said, whatever you ask in my name, whatever you demand in my name, then I will do it. That's the power of attorney that's been given to the church. You're not demanding anything from God. What you're demanding, you're demanding the devil take his hands off of you. You command the devil to get out of here. You commanded the devil, this ain't happening here. That's using your believer's authority. And that pleases Almighty God when you stand in that authority. Amen? Amen. When you go, when you look at Mark 11, 23 and 24, anybody know what that says? We got to start studying these scriptures so we, whenever I call one out, you say, Pastor, I know what that is. I know what that is. I know what that is. Mark 11, 23 says, Speak to the mountain. Jesus is talking. Speak to the mountain. And do what? Command. Tell it what to do. Tell the mountain. Speak to the mountain. And tell it to be removed. And be cast into the sea. But here's the warning. Doubt not in your heart. When you say something, you gotta under you gotta be confident like Abraham. I'm confident in who I am in Christ. I'm confident that I know who I am as a believer. I'm confident that I know I have the authority to use the name of Jesus. I'm a, I'm confident here. So when I speak to the mountain, you can't doubt. You gotta believe in your heart when you speak. You got to be convinced that when you speak, when you use your authority, it's it, 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 it's like a king. When his word goes out, it's out there. Listen, everybody in the whole kingdom has to submit what the king said. Jesus is the king of all kings. He's the king of the kingdom of heaven. Amen. He's our king, and he's given you authority to speak as an ambassador. On his behalf. Can I have amen? amen? The Bible says you are an ambassador for Christ. Amen? amen. So, uh, whenever you speak to the mountain, you cannot doubt. You have to believe those things that you say. But it's like you're, you, you're in that demand stage. You're not, you're not asking the mountain, does it have a choice here? The mountain here represents problems, situations, circumstances, uh, numerous things. But whenever the mountain pops up, instead of you making a, uh, an anthill, a, a, a big old mountain by fear, when something pops up, you start speaking to it. Like Debbie's Ridge, she got a sis there. What do I do? Do I live with this? Do I just walk around with it? Do I get used to it? How long would I put up with it? Uh, how long will we put up with it before I get a revelation? Hey, I need to be speaking to this thing. Amen. And then all of a sudden you get the revelation, you start speaking to it. You start speaking to it, doctor said, no, it ain't going away on its own. 
But you go home, you start speaking to it. You start speaking to it. And whenever you're speaking to it, you believe in what you say. Be removed. Be removed. Be removed in the name of Jesus Christ. Be removed. Next thing you know, Debbie said, did you notice when it was gone, Debbie? It just popped it gone. I, I was surprised. Huh? I was surprised. Surprised. <laughs> just woke up one morning, it gone. Hallelujah. Wow. Wow. Sophie had a growth on her chest one time. I had read the Bible through and through. And Mark 11, 23, it was like the Holy Spirit said, speak to it. I'm young in the Lord. Speak to it. I'm like, wow, okay. You got to use your faith. So, so, I know some people remember this. I walked over there, put this finger, or this finger, one of these fingers. <laughs> it was this pointy finger, though. I know it was that. I think it was this finger. And I placed it on it like that. And it was a growth. And uh, she was really concerned about it. I think she was thinking, maybe I'm going to need to go to the doctor and get this checked out. This is unusual. So I said, in the name of Jesus, your word says, speak to the mountain. Tell it to be removed, be kept through the sea. Doubt not in your heart, but believe the thing you say. You shall have whatsoever you say. I said, be removed in the name of Jesus. That's all. Didn't think another thing about it. When you use your authority, you don't have to, the king don't have to repeat it 25 times a day to make sure it's done. But when you say it, you believe it. Right. Walk off and leave it. Right. It might not fall off the right when you spoke. But you know, when you spoke, yeah. that thing's moving. Right. That thing's on the go. Didn't think another thing about it. And about a week later, <clears throat> she's getting ready for bed, putting her gown on, and that growth just fell off in the floor. And she said, it has turned black and just fell off into the floor. And you look on her chest and you couldn't even find a place where it fell off. And you know what it did for me? My faith grew. Amen. That was a faith builder for me. You know what I started doing from then? Speaking to the mountain more often. Yeah. Started speaking to things a whole lot more. Because I said, this thing here worked. Jesus said do it. He said speak to it. He didn't say ask the Father to do it. He didn't, Jesus didn't say ask me to do it. Jesus said, if you got a mountain, you speak to it. Amen. But you can say that all day long and people come in here and they're big, big, big. Big, big, big. And Jesus said, you don't need to ask me for that. All you need to do is make a demand in my name and the devil will back up out of there. And people still... Oh my goodness. Hey, Susie, in that, um, when you were talking about in John uh, 14 when it talks about making a demand, uh -huh. demanding, that, that word in the, the 20th century translation translates that in Mark chapter 5 when Jesus said, who touched me? That it meant who, who it's like he was saying, who made a demand on my ability? Who made a demand on my anointing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's what, what she, she did. did. Yeah. She made a demand on the anointing. Huh. Yep. He said, who touched me? Who made a demand on my anointing? Because somebody just got something. Yeah. He said, he, he said, how do you know? The, the disciples reasoning. All these people around you, Jesus, are touching you. And, and, and all around you. He said, no. I felt power go out of me. Somebody just reached out and made a demand on my ability and my anointing. 
They got healed. I know it. And so he started looking around. Guess what? He seen a little old lady hiding over in the corner. Because she wasn't supposed to touch him. Because she was unclean. But she made a demand on that norm because she said, the doctor done said, I'm going home to die. So I might break some religious rules here today, but I'm going to touch the hem of his garment. Because I got to have it. Amen. If he slayed me, let him slay me. But I'm going to touch him. And when she touched him, she was healed. Amen. Uh, so whenever you speak to the mountain, you got to command it. You got to, you don't, you don't have to ask for anything. Jesus said, said don't ask me to remove the mountain. Does y'all Bible say that? No. But how many times do we do that? Oh God, please do something about this. We know it's ultimately God going to do something. It's his power. It's not ours. But it's the enemy attacking. And when the enemy's attacking, you have to use your authority. And when you use it, the enemy has to recognize that authority. And he has to withdraw. He has to go. He has to retreat at the name of Jesus. But when you don't use your authority, what happens? He hangs around. He makes things a little bit more worse. As days go by, it gets worse, and it gets worse, and it gets worse, and it gets worse. And sometimes we call everybody in the world, please pray, please pray, please pray. And the Lord said, I wish somebody down there would take authority. I wish somebody in this church would take authority. Amen? Amen. We done called a hundred prayer warriors. We got all of them praying. I wish one of them would just take authority. Quit begging me. Quit asking me to do what I've already gave them the ability to do. In Jesus, of course. Humbly. In Jesus. We are not gods. We're not, we're not trying to be. We're just using what He died to give us. Spiritual authority to rule and reign as Adam did in the garden, Jesus returned it to the church. The world does not have this authority. They don't have the Holy Spirit living in them. They don't have access to the name of Jesus Christ, the name above every name. People and unbelievers do not have that access. But you do. But most of the church hadn't got the revelation on how to use it. Amen? Amen. Any questions? Y'all learning anything? Amen. Yes, I have. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Here's my workbook. I'm going to ask y'all to fill in the blanks. Fallen angels are blank, blank who have been dethroned by the Lord Jesus Christ. Demons. Darkness. Demons. Fallen angels are evil spirits Demons. who have been dethroned by the Lord Jesus Christ. You know when the when Satan fell from heaven, when the Lord 
kicked him out of heaven. The Bible said a third of the angels followed the devil. A third of them. That's quite a bit. And these fallen angels are ministering. They are, they are evil spirits now. Serving under Satan. And Ephesians chapter 6 tells us the name of these. The, the rankings of these evil spirits. Principalities. Powers. Rulers of the darkness. Spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. All these evil spirits are not locked down in hell. The Bible said the devil roamed to and fro on the earth, seeking whom he may devour. He ain't down in the hell locked down. He's, he's, the Bible says he's the prince of the power of the air. He's like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. His major tool is deception and the power of suggestion. He likes to deceive people and then he likes to plant thoughts in your mind that'll turn you against God. He likes to plant thought, the power of suggestion to do something wrong. That's what the power of suggestion is what he used it against Eve in the garden. He made that fruit look desirable. Good. Everything was okay. God won't be mad. All that was power suggestion in her thoughts. And she took, it, she took the bait. And she fell into sin. The thoughts. The mind at the battlefield. You always got to remember that. But the devil has the power suggestion. He don't have no power. What he does is plant seeds of thoughts in our minds. And then we, we think about it. And then we either condone it or, or, or reject it. The Bible says in... 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 and verse 5. It said, The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. If it exalts itself above the Word of God, the knowledge of God, if it tries to say the Word of God is wrong, you've got to cast it down. Who's got to cast it down? We got the authority to do that. We got to take authority over our mind. We got authority over what comes in it and what comes out of it. Amen? We have that authority. We got authority over, we supposed to take authority over our bodies. We shouldn't let our flesh rule and reign. We have to take authority over our flesh. Because if you don't take authority over your flesh, You'd be blaming everything on the devil. You'd be like Flip Wilson. The devil made me do it. The devil made me do it. No, the devil didn't make you do it. You were just flat. You were just weak in your flesh, and he tempted you, and you fell for the bait. The flesh. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. The Apostle Paul said, I must discipline my body and bring it into, into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself would be disqualified. And the Holy Ghost just brought all that up. I didn't even thought about that. Holy Spirit at work. The, both of them verses I ain't looked at today. But you have to, Paul said, when I preached, I got to discipline my body. I got to discipline my body. 
we have to we have to watch over our bodies. If we if you eat four pounds of bacon, you're gonna have high blood pressure. <laughs> Don't be praying for you, your blood pressure to get well. The Lord said, take authority over your body. It's your four pounds of bacon you eat every day. Mm -hmm. Well, I got this problem. The Holy Spirit said, stop doing this. Who said, well, I like Coca-Cola. Yes. Well, I like chocolate. Well, I like bacon. Well, I like this. And I like that. And I like cake. I got sugar, I got sugar diabetes problem. But I like cake. And I'm going to eat me some cake. Well, eat you some cake. Let your sugar go up to 500 if you want to. You got to discipline your body. That's right. Amen. Right. Consequences, you're right. Yeah. Amen. Amen. But y'all gonna say, no, the devil's trying to kill me with his sugar diabetes. <laughs> no, the devil ain't trying to kill you. He don't have authority to kill you. He just put he just put you a pretty picture up there, invisible, of a pretty whatever your favorite cake is. <laughs> There it is. And then you, all day long, you drooling. I got to have a piece of that cake. Where can I find that cake? I, I, I got to have it. I got to have it. And next thing you know, you thought, well, I'm just going to cut me a little slice. You start off, next thing you know, well, I, yeah, I think it'll be all right. I'll get me a little bit more. Next thing you know, you done ate half the cake. And next thing you wake, wake up next morning, it's at the doctor's office. My sugar. It's spiked. I wonder why my sugar's spiked, doctor. Doctor said, what'd you eat? Well, I hate to tell you. You told me to cut back on my sweets. But I ate half a cake yesterday. Oh, okay. You got to be wiser than that. Don't blame that on the devil. Lord have mercy. The things we, we do.